everybody. Welcome to the Melissa and Devin Show, where we're always unscripted, raw, and unedited. Come on, be a fly on the wall while we're bitching in the kitchen about current events, politics, family matters, and relationships. Hey, Devin. Oh, hey, Melissa. All right, so what are we diving into today? Oh, girl, it has been quite a week in our little uh, iceberg of Canada. With our, literally. with our maple syrup and our skidoos and her flannel and her A. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone that hasn't been living under a rock, or, you know, um, because in Canada we have monitored and censored news, so a lot of what we want to read and, and, and look up and look into is uh, heavily, heavily censored by our beautiful federal government and all its powers that be. They um, they decided this week that um, they were actually going to let a let a big story out. I don't know how they let it out, but they did. It'll probably be gone in three minutes. But right now, there is a small victory for us working class people. And since you've got it open there, you get to read it. Yes. Yeah, so this week, um, they deemed that the Emergencies Act invocation was unreasonable and that it violated our charter of rights and freedoms so and for context what is that in relation to like that uh, that was given by a judge so that assessment was was given by a judge but what is it relating to hong kong (laughs) so basically what they did is they froze bank accounts they um, took people's vehicles. We're talking about the trucker convoy. They, yeah. So when we go back to... February 2022. That's right. Um, truckers and citizens mm-hmm. from coast to coast yeah. made their way to Ottawa and went to Parliament, flooded the streets. Can I say it? We should or do. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, but really, it was honestly the best thing to see as we came together as a nation to say, we're not, we're not backing down. It started with the truckers and it was called the trucker convoy because truckers, along with, yeah, along with a ton of other, um, business, businesses, my husband included, of businesses just turned around and these truckers were being mandated to get vaxxed or, you don't work. You don't cross the border. You don't do this. And when you tell, like, truckers, are they? that's how you get your groceries. Like, They're our supply chain. Yes. Yeah, so when you, I mean, um, I'll see if I can find it. I'll link it again underneath um, in the uh, description. But there were teens, young adults, maybe, Um and she was so hilarious because she's like, I don't even know why we need truckers. We have we have Amazon. It was like, <laughs> you stupid girl. But it, that's how separated people are. You don't realize your stuff gets here from China on a boat. Then it gets on a train. Then it goes into trucks. And then it goes to UPS or Canada Post or whoever. Mm-hmm. And that's how it gets to your door. Telecon. <laughs> Amazon like, uses tele. Is it Telecon that Amazon uses? I have no idea. I feel like that's who drops stuff off at. 
But like if you're that delusional that you don't even know how things get to you or get to the grocery store or any of those things, you need more help than I can give you. But again, just the fact alone of people were, I'm a hundred million percent for freedom of choice Mm -hmm. and bodily autonomy. No one's going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Oh, you can't travel. Oh, Same as I don't want to tell anyone what they can and cannot do. No. Or what they should or shouldn't do. So as soon, to you. Yeah, but as soon as you... Make an educated decision as what's best for you. But as soon as you start fucking around <laughs> with people's incomes, mm-hmm. then you put people's back against the wall. And this is where I have a problem of our prime minister was just like, oh, nobody, nobody was forced into it. Mm. Um, well, if you tell somebody either... You can pay your mortgage and you can keep your job or we're going to fire you. Mm -hmm. So just for informational purposes, most people spent a minimum of seven months Mm -hmm. without work and without pay until they finally kind of came around to be like, well, vaccines aren't effective. They're not working. So they had to lift the mandate. And then anybody that was still employed by said companies Mm -hmm. was invited to come back to work. Yes. However, in that seven month time period, our prime minister, our, our vice prime minister, secondary, whoever she is, Freeland, Christia Freeland, is she, what is she the second in command? Like whatever she is, she's like a vice prime minister. Whatever she is. Yeah. She's also our finance minister. Um, She doesn't, she couldn't balance my grandmother's checkbook. Never mind balance the budget (laughs) for a country. But anyway, um, this is my personal opinion because this is a personal opinion podcast. Yes, ma'am. So, Christia Freeland. uh, Deputy Prime Minister. Deputy Prime Minister. Thank you. And the Minister of Finance. Yeah. So, she's our Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance. How you can hold two roles in that position and get a double paycheck is beyond me, but I don't know. Um, then we have our prime minister. Then we also had the Ottawa chief of police. We had OPP for the Ottawa region. There was, um, I believe the RCMP were involved in it. And I think there was also the justice minister and several other municipal, provincial and federal people who made these decisions that... Um, consequently started this Oh yeah, like the Ministry of Transportation. Yes, yeah. so all them and like border services and everybody collaborated and the, the funniest part of all was in Ontario um, because Ottawa, which is our capital of Canada, is in Ontario um, on the border of Ontario and Quebec. Um, Quebec was so frantic. Quebec shut its borders down entirely, and you couldn't even pass from Ontario into Quebec for quite some time. Quebec actually had some very dire restrictions, like businesses had to be shut down by 6 o'clock at night. Everyone had to be off the street by 8 p.m. Yeah, there was a curfew. Curfew in place. It was really quite um, draconian for quite some time. Um, how often do I get to use that word? I've never even heard it, oh, so it's good goodie, for you. Right? Throwing the language in there. So <laughs> it was pretty severe. So by the end of like Christmas time in 2022, people were kind of like done. They were done being called racist. They were done. Oh, so 
our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Christy Freeland and a bunch of other people that were standing up. Oh, Anita Tam, who is our um, health minister, um, they all got together and decided that any person in Canada that chose not to get the COVID shots um, be, immediately became a racist, misogynistic um, uh, Nazi. And all of those words, if you don't want to believe me or think I'm exaggerating, you can you can oh, search. Oh, we'll find them. You can YouTube. search on YouTube, any searching platform, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever you use. You can search those words and Prime Minister Trudeau, and they will come up. And his clips, his radio broadcasts, his social media channel... All of those pe- all of those things are a hundred percent legitimate, and I am not exaggerating. Canadian citizens were called all of these horrific names that I would never call my worst enemy. We were called that by our elected officials who are in charge of running and governing us. Yeah, and they made it very abundantly clear that they were stopping at nothing to have full compliance for COVID shots and full compliance of every single mandate and restriction that they put in place, which most of them were based on fictitious information um, and fear-mongering. Let's put that in there too. 100%. Also, all that happened. So then this protest started. So uh, it started, I believe, out, was it in BC or Alberta? It got traction out west. Yeah, like coast to coast, it made its way east. So I don't remember the exact total of how many people were included and how many people actually showed up in Ottawa for this shutdown. Now, keep in mind, there has been a few legal reviews of the situation in Ottawa over the last year and a half. There has been a few of them, because I guess it's officially two years next month. Yep, this happened. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And... There has been um, affidavits, sworn affidavits sent in by residents of Ottawa, business owners of Ottawa, Ottawa police, um, other parliamentary members. There has been um, a judicial inquiry, Senate inquiries. There has been a lot of inquiring to the conduct of both sides, to the actual events of both sides, to what happened both sides. They have accounted for any, every and all angle and direction. So the fact that this um, judge has now sorted through two years of evidence and come up with a conclusion that our prime minister and his people were wrong and did violate the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. This is like a monumental act. Like this is as big as... um, this is as big as like the Clintons being named on the Jeffrey Epstein list. Like this is significant. It is big, big, weighty, weighty stuff for Canada. Unfortunately, because our media is so heavily censored, there is not as much press getting um, allocated to this. However, there was a press release. Was it this morning or last night? The one about the justice minister yesterday okay so melissa is going to read about the justice minister of canada 
um, resigned this week over the uh, results of this finding. So yeah, so the Attorney General and Justice Minister uh, David Lametti, he deleted all of his social medias this week, and he's resigned. Um, And that's actually huge because he was going to, we know liberals don't take responsibility for every anything so he was going to be the fall guy yes for this so he just kind of like tapped out and was like uh no get me away from this i'm out of here yes so and a couple other things i want to kind of also it's kind of like fauci in the states oh being like oh well it's like uh, tony fauci being like oh i'm gonna retire now yeah, ruining people's lives immediately and following people. the COVID stuff, right? Of like it very it mimics like again. I know we're the neighbor to the north, but like we're not tied in any way other than trade. Um, however, the influence that has been coming from the the states to Canada, particularly involving COVID, has been vast. So the interesting part is. You know, Anthony Fauci basically retired after um, the um, the U.S. government lifted basically all their restrictions and mandates. He just quietly shooed off into the shadows. He's still manipulating things, and I'm sure he's still talking in somebody's ear down there. But he's basically shooed out of the shadows, whereas he used to be on media 24-7, 365. It's very similar to what we're seeing now here. So it's like an accusation has been made, accountability is expected, consequences need to be rolled out, and now everybody's starting underneath the Prime Minister. Everyone is going to start to either run away and hide, like our Justice Minister there, or um, they're going to like stonewall any further media. From even talking about it. Because they can well, two things here. Let's go back just a second because the trucker convoy, first of all, was a peaceful protest. Yes. And we had Bouncy Castle. We I wasn't there, but totally it was, supported. It was very much like a more like a carnival atmosphere versus a like BLM riot in the States. Yeah. We weren't burnt. Nobody was burning down buildings. It was. Yeah. And then you talked to, there were businesses that were like, I had been shut down. This kept my business, my business alive. Oh. Yeah, people came and spent money that otherwise we wouldn't have had. Like churches were opening to allow people to come in and celebrate and worship on on Sundays. Churches that had been mandated to close for the duration of COVID. Now those churches were seeing overcapacity limits of people coming into worship. Um, Like you said, restaurants, food vendors, corner stores, businesses, anyone that was willing to open. Also keep in mind... The, the media, if you don't live in Ontario or you don't live near Ottawa and you don't have never visited the city, the city is um, the city is a very sprawled city, city let's yes. say that. So Ottawa capital, so um, Centreville they call it, so cent- center of Ottawa is like, um, like a six block radius. That's it. It's very small. There's Parliament Hill, which is like the three blocks, so east, west block and the main center block. There's that. Then to, uh, in one direction is Chateau Laurier and then the mall. Mm -hmm. And then you're basically out of downtown to the south. To the north, there is then, there's like a couple museums. There's, um, 
a couple other parliamentary type, like uh, federal buildings. Um, the federal court is there. Uh, there's a few other federal buildings there. And then basically you cross the river and then it's back into like suburbia land. And then coming to the, the west, after you pass parliament, there is like one more street and then you're out of Centreville. So mm-hmm. you are out of the core. So it is very concentrated in as a downtown for a very large city that has like, what is it, a million and a half, two million people? The the core where the trucker protest was is concentrated to basically like a five, three to five blocks. There isn't like this sprawl of trucks shutting the city down. Let's no. just be so very clear here. Geographically speaking, Ottawa is is bordered there is a river that runs directly behind the parliament buildings the rideau canal and then there's the river and then on the other side of that river is quebec which is border closed and then north and south the downtown only goes two blocks from parliament hill in either direction and then it changes and it's into residential and it only really goes two blocks in the other direction before you get into all the hotels and all the stuff. And then it's no more. So very small downtown. Yeah. That's where the trucks were. The other thing with that is not only was it peaceful, you know, the hot tubs and the, and super concentrated, the hockey games, the barbecues, but also the, the shoveling, the cenotaph was cleared. The respect that was happening, the garbage that was being cleared, all of these things, because we're going to circle back to you saying it wasn't like a BLM riot. No, it wasn't. No, it was a peaceful protest. People were, 99.9% of people were law-abiding citizens doing their thing. Mm-hmm. People were upset. And I want to point out here that the prime minister did nothing but run and hide. He shut parliament down. He shut it. Oh, and he they all he went magically home. got COVID as well. Every single human. So I have a, a friend whose brother works at on the Capitol Hill. Like he works at the parliament. He is not a member of parliament. He has a. a he just works in the building. He just works in the building. Um, they were all told ahead of time. This is happening. We are expecting, based on social media and everybody, all this tracking that they were doing, because it was very easy to tell when they were arriving. They were telling everybody when they'd be there. It was not a secret. Everyone knew that there was like 20,000 people coming to Ottawa. Oh, more than that, yeah. Well, it ended up more, but there was 20,000 on route. Yes. um, The first week. So... Um, everyone that worked in parliament in any of the government buildings. So those, the three big block buildings, excuse me, on parliament Hill and then the others, they were all told, do not come in Mm. till this is over. You are going to be working remotely. You will be working from home. Do not attend work. Don't come to the core. Don't come downtown, stay home, work remotely, and we will carry on. Um, business as usual, but from home. So nobody was there. Nobody. There might have been security, but other than security, there was nobody there. There was no politicians. There was no MPs. The prime minister was not there. Of course, he ended up with COVID because he's already had he already had three or four shots, but he ended up with COVID anyway. Poor guy, and had to <laughs> do his press briefings. Not even he had to do minute. his press briefings from his front doorstep because he was, you know super contagious after his third or fourth shot 
um, he wasn't even in Ottawa. He took off and left Ottawa um, during this, was it three weeks? Was it three weeks that they were there? At least, yeah. I think it was three weeks, somewhere in the neighborhood of three weeks, um, before they uh, were stampeded by officers and had the... Um, started arresting people and started confiscating and towing trucks and started oh, and trampling a woman with a horse. So I mean, stampeding and, people. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The the other key thing about that is, other than the only part of actually, I should back up because it, it was addressed before anybody got there. To be clear, by the the prime minister, mm-hmm. saying that. They were all a small fringe minority and not to come and all these things. And then again, that's when it gets into more of the name calling, more of the assumptions, more of the gaslighting. Totally. And again, so instead of hatred and division, but then fear mongering and then split and divide. Oh, this small fringe minority. What you're telling me, like. Thousands and thousands of people. First of all, not a small fringe minority. Let's not even start with the millions of dollars that was raised and people backing them up of being like, mm-hmm. I agree. Not everybody went to <coughs> Ottawa. Not everybody could go to Ottawa. No. But the support that happened behind it, and I realize not every human is and that or was behind it, and that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. That's your thing. It the trucker convoy, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, pulled us all out of our COVID funk. Yes. Of just being like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And being like, this isn't real and it can't continue forever. And these are my people. Yes. So then more and more people came out. More and more people were bringing their kids and being like, it, it was a Waving it Canada flags and yeah, playing overpasses. the national anthem. People singing the anthem at all hours of the day and night as the truckers pass through their town. Mm-hmm. Like, there are many, many, many social media posts from back then that show hundreds of people in every town that they came through on their oh, way. lining the highways. Lining highways, flashing lights, waving Canada flags, singing anthems, singing like Stompin' Tom Connors songs and like <laughs> showing Canadian pride and actually now actually coming out to be part of that community that is saying we are not being represented right now. Our government has is not speaking on our behalf. We feel unrepresented. Our voice is not being included at the table. Yeah. We are not being included at the table. And it's not just conservative conservatives it's not just conservatives no it's everybody across the board people had had enough yeah there there is a definite show of support from independent voters green party voters conservative voters libertarian voters ppc voters and i know there's some liberal voters that all came out to support this this mission and the mission was purely to convince the government to stop the mandates. That's it. People wanted to be heard and they were being gaslit. Yes. And then to wrap and it all. And name called. Of course. And suppressed. Like, 
and being called things that are disgusting and untrue, so far from the truth. But to wrap this all in a little bowl, basically how it all wrapped up, we just went down memory lane and, you know, gave some highlights and some low points and whatever. But the reality is the prime minister invoked the Emergencies Act. People went, people were arrested. Trucks were towed. Vehicles were confiscated. Bank accounts were frozen. Mm-hmm. And, and all that money was seized, by the way. Oh, so the, that over a mm, million dollars. So there was twice, a, not once, but twice. Yeah. Yes. So initially, um, there was a GoFundMe set up to cover the cost of fuel and supplies for the trucks that were rolling th- across Canada. Mm-hmm. Because to fuel an 18 wheeler is like t- over $2,000 to fill. So a lot of these people who now are out of work because of the mandates, they're now spending $2,000 per tank of fuel to get them from where they started into Ottawa to have their voice heard and their concerns addressed. So there was a GoFundMe set up by a few of the organizers, and the GoFundMe was specifically for fuel and maintenance on the trucks, and to assist with the overhead costs of the people involved in the convoy who needed a bit of assistance. So that's what it was there for. It was like a community purse. So that happened. So um, the government caught wind that this um, purse had been escalating upwards of a million dollars because people from all across Canada and the United States and Europe donated their hard-earned money, by the way, to this cause because they also believed that these truckers were not being heard and listened to and that their opinion counted and the rest of us Canadians opinion counted. So all this money was donated. Government caught wind, got, um, go, go, uh, what's it called? Sorry. Go, go fund me. me. Got go fund me to shut it down at its value that it was at, which was just over a million dollars, I believe, shut it down. They seized that money. They kept the money. They didn't return it to the people who donated. It was kept from what I understand to be true. I I don't know that that actually went through. I think what happened is <laughs> it was reverted mm. to people because it was it, they couldn't legally So they took a so they did send it back they, to the they donators. They did. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, so then but I then the second one was give send go. So then, which is an American company, so the correct. government couldn't even remotely so go near it. Exactly. So then what happened is the um, governing or the people who were organizing the protest, they obviously everyone was very upset that this had happened because it's it sounds very criminal. However, and they, no accountability no to accountability. be had. So then they went around a different route and said, okay, we found an American company that does crowdfunding as well called Give, Send, Go. They contacted Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Go said, sure, let's do it through our organization because we don't fall under the Canadian jurisdiction. They can't shut us down. So Give, Send, Go was activated and then people started donating again. So then like another million dollars or so more, yeah, was more the second time around. The second time around. And like all this money was raised within the three weeks. Just to just to put that out there. 
So. Well, it's funny because the government can barely, like, they do fundraising, they do this, they do that. I think they were appalled mm-hmm. that so many people were standing behind this because, again, when we go back to, say, the prime minister calling this, you know, a small fringe minority and blah, 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 and whatever. But reality, Justin Trudeau and his liberal government is the small fringe minority because they only had a voter population turnout of less than 36%. So, out of... 22, was it 22 and a half million people in Canada? 32 and a half million people in Canada? I can't remember what the millions are right now. Oh, it's more than that. Sorry. It's probably closer to 40. I think there's 19 million just in Ontario. 19 and a half in Ontario. So it's got to be 40 million. So let's say 38. Okay. So close to 40. And change. Okay. So let's go 38 million. Okay. 19 and a half million of those people or 20 million of those people live in Ontario. So we are a densely populated province compared to the whole rest of the country. So with 38 million people in our country and the liberals got voted in by less than 36% of the voting population. So like if you work out those numbers, who's the fringe minority? It's not the rest of us. We but are that, it the wasn't majority. even that. It was fear mongering. It was fear mongering. It was divisive, <laughs> yeah, verbiage, all just of those gross. things. That's all it hate was. Speech. He's just guilty of hate speech. So, when you throw in actual facts and stats, which I'm a big numbers girl, when you throw in facts and stats, Justin Trudeau and his government, his liberal government, eight years ago, got voted in with less than 40% of the entire voting population. So, if you win a government by less than 40% of an entire population, who in effect is actually the small fringe? He is. So again, deflection, when you know that you are hanging on by a thread, when you know that your government was elected in by less than 40% of the entire population of your country, you know that you lost the West because the West is all conservative. The East is pretty well all liberal. And the only reason why they got in in the first place is because Ontario is so densely populated and Ontario is also very densely populated by new Canadians. And now we have evidence as well that has come out in the last two years that they were buying votes. So the Liberal Party of Canada was accused and has been has now evidence against it supporting that liberal um i don't know if they were caucus members but liberal uh what do they call them liberal party members so like anyone that has a paid membership into the liberal party they were um enticing encouraging and in some cases almost threatening Vote for Cer- us or else. Certain demographics in Ontario, particularly newer Canadians, to vote liberal or else. And evidence has come out in the last two years to support that. Fact. And let's let's be clear, because I'm sure that if you're not into politics, you don't really understand or you're not aware. But it's done by riding. Yes. Right? Yeah. So because Ontario and has the more East, population. Yes, the East has many more ridings mm-hmm. than the West. Mm-hmm. So just because there were only a small percentage of people that actually voted for these liberals, mm-hmm. because so many of them voted 
and got in in the ridings mm-hmm. in the east that's how they're still in power correct because that for a lot of people is like well isn't it just whoever sense. yeah whoever got more votes should get in no not it's not case. like that and we will go through that another day i'm sure yeah that's get a into the one. specifics but that's again a tricky just, one in canada because we don't have a first past the post um ruling so it's yes. not the who just to just yeah. to clarify where those numbers and why yeah so it's not in canada it's not um it's not who has the the most votes like it is in the United States. In the United States, each party picks their leader and then each of those leaders gets voted. Like you vote for one of the two leaders, basically. Yeah. In Canada, it's not the same. No. In Canada, it's the riding, so the area, the demographic area in which you reside, that's where you vote for. So if you wish... Let's say you really like your person who's running in your riding. So let's say the person running in your riding is a Green Party. Let's just throw that in there because they're a pretty small party in Canada comparatively. Let's say you really like your Green Party representative in your town. You vote for your Green Party representative. But federally, through the whole course of Canada... They're not getting it. The Green Party might get one seat and it's usually the party leader. Um, Elizabeth May is, has been her name. I don't know if she's still there. She's sat, stepped down. So for quite some time, we have had one Green Party member in our entire parliament, and that is Elizabeth May, and she's been the leader of the, the Green Party, and I believe she's based out of Victoria somewhere, out in B.C. However, there is also Bloc Québécois. So Quebec has their own party, which only runs in Quebec, which is the Bloc Québécois. The Bloc Québécois, there is no party, there is no representation anywhere else in Canada. So they often have a handful of seats because they're only voted on in their own ridings in their own province. But they often win a few seats. Then the other three main parties are the Liberals, the New Democratic Party, which is the NDP, and then there is the Liberal Party. So yes, it's not a matter of how many votes you get. It's which ridings hold the weight for the votes. And in Ontario, like Melissa said, there is like what? A hundred? I was going to say for easy math, let's say a hundred. Whereas out west, there's like seven. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It might be less. A good way it, to say it. it might be less. Let's but say literally, 30. yeah. Let's say 30. So in order for our government to win a majority government, they have to have, I think it's a hundred, was it? 119 I think there's 142 oh my gosh my grade 10 history teacher would slap me in the face right now (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) let's say there's 100 I don't know oh man there's around 150 I'm really sorry I don't remember the exact there's around 146 could be 146 or 7 actually around 150 something like that so let's say 147 just we will get specific sakes. numbers yes. and i will put them in the description thank you no one have a heart attack right don't comment and tell me how wrong i am i'm admitting that i'm not accurate with this information <laughs> so let's say there's 147 total seats for parliament um a hundred of them come out of ontario yeah it's not so that is very poorly represented for our the size of our country for the population of our country and in in like a perfect example our town we live in we have roughly a hundred thousand people we have one mp for a yeah. hundred thousand people 
However, you go into Toronto and the GTA where there's four and a half million. So think of it that way. Every 100,000 to 200,000 people has a riding. Has a riding. So you factor that out over four and a half million just in the GTA, you're looking at like a dozen seats yeah. more, 15. So just in one populated area of Ontario, which by the way is heavy on immigration and new Canadians. Um, I also want to make a small point there that it was released this week that Canada has allowed more immigrants into our country in the last, is it two years since the COVID restrictions were lifted at yep. the border? In the last two years than any other country in the entire world, Canada has allowed in more new Canadians, immigrants, and um internationals for any reason yeah then we're gonna dive into that other, in a whole nother day we will that needs i just so much attention that in there and we will we are going to talk about it because it is a very um it needs to be discussed people are wondering why we're in so many crisis in this country as far as health care housing um schools affordability jobs. of groceries and life in general well that has a lot to do with the carbon tax which we talked about on a previous podcast with this triple 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 tax yes, however <clears throat> and the taxing of farmers and all the things that are happening in our country however population density and why housing is so hard to find and why we are so um why our waiting rooms at our hospitals are five you, you sit there for five hours just to get it past triage. Like all of these things are a cumulative problem. And then when you hear statistics that are released from our country saying that we have allowed in, is it, no, I don't know the number, but I do know that the, the number released is the highest in the world, in the entire world. And we will get that specific number and cover all of that. But we to will. loop it back, literally. So to now that we've kind of gone back into memory lane and oh. we've given some details and everything else, two big pointers here. A, the the government did it again. The government, um, Trudeau, the liberal government, the liberal government. But our prime minister Justin Trudeau did not address any of this. He ran and hid, and then in his solution was to invoke the Emergencies Act. Which and is meant to be which is meant to be invoked during times of like severe like war. crisis in our country, our country, not in one city by the way. So there was no war in Ottawa. There was no, no civil unrest in Ottawa. This was a concentrated ordinary peaceful protest. Yes, which many 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 cities around North America have have experienced in the last several years for a variety of reasons our prime minister took it upon himself to invoke this act the last time it was invoked coincidentally enough was by his own father who was also our prime minister who also invoked the emergencies act and he did so um, but it was called the war measures act back then yes it was called the war measures act and during that time it it was probably a little more necessary than it was this time around however i still didn't agree with it but so that's where that's what it's for it's meant for extreme use 
during under extreme circumstances where our country as a country is in danger. And this is why I bring up the bouncy castles, the peaceful protesting, the people bringing their kids. We were never in danger. No one was in danger. Never. But because... We hurt his feelings, and we people in Canada were not backing down and giving in to what the liberals were asking of, you know, oh, your views are unreasonable, it's a small fringe minority, all of these things. So, again, just to fully tie this all in and put it in a nice red bow, is a judge was not paid off. They actually did come back and find that it was violating... The Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It was, un. It was just unnecessary and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And now the liberals are gasping at straws, and they are freaking out. And the they're straws just, they banned. Puke. <laughs> that are so just the paper, paper ones are more toxic than the plastic ones. They're but gasping okay. at paper straws, which melt in your drink. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so distracted now. But the reality is, is a yes. It's just this huge thing, and this is why we really wanted to talk about it. Is this is monumental mm-hmm. because it goes against the current sitting government, and they will do anything. They will. Mm-hmm. They will buy off judges and they will mm-hmm. gaslight you till the cows come home because they're not wrong. This is what they do. And their their immediate response is we're going to appeal this. Well they end up they will end up appealing it in court on the taxpayer dollar. Mm-hmm. And they're still wrong. Like if something's against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. How do you appeal that? They're just, their feelings are hurt because they were wrong. And what they did was wrong. The RCMP should go in and actually arrest every single person that was involved. Confiscate their trucks, tow their equipment, tear down their stuff. Like, take, remember the gas can fiasco? Oh, they were blocking people from coming in because Mm -hmm. citizens were bringing gas cans. To keep the trucks running. So they had heat. It was like minus 30 in Ottawa the three weeks that the truckers were there. It was frigid, death, death, cold. Death, cold. Yeah. And also to point out, when the Emergencies Act was actually invoked, the majority of people had left Mm -hmm. and the majority of trucks had moved yes or no longer obstructing streets so correct medical could get through and that was mm-hmm. actually said at the very beginning of the convoy mm-hmm. um that it was to be peaceful it was to be law abiding it was to be safe mm-hmm. there were to be um lanes left open for emergency vehicles because god forbid something happened like it was and never go in burn the house down no nothing was out. nothing was it, touched never there was it was better looked after, after than when the city is supposed to actually correct. look after correct it. and like not one brick was put out of place there Ever. was there was not one thing that happened negatively other than what the government did and the, the police, government got their feelings hurt and people weren't agreeing with them so they they reacted yes. in a really hissy pissy way so i just want to again going as the result of this so this judgment happened what two days ago now so today's yes. friday this happened on wednesday so wednesday of the week that we're currently in which is the end of january um january 26th so it would have been january 24th is when the ruling was made. <laughs> Correct. 
Yesterday, January 25th, was when the justice minister resigned. Yes. And guess what comes out on January 27th today? It comes out with a um, color picture interview with the Toronto Star with our Prime Minister in his posed GQ styling interview with him like looking off in the distance in a sweater posed up against a wall it's like he's modeling for a cologne but this is our prime minister and his reaction and what he is representing and showing to canadians following this massive massive impactful powerful ruling against him and his government he does an interview with the Toronto Star. And the quote that comes out from this is, I'm quoting, I think there's a lot of people who are just rightly grumpy at the world right now, end quote, Justin Trudeau. That is his response. And his distraction tactic. To what just happened in our country. And on that note, we are going to wrap. But until next time, toodaloo, y'all.